saw something that day. Something I'll not forget. It stands 12 feet tall. With razor sharp claws. His hide littered with the weapons of fallen warriors. His face scarred with one dead eye. I drew my sword. Hey everybody, welcome to Bald Movies number four, I think now, the Bravecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is introducing your host... Not Jim. Not Jim. Uh, she's graciously stepping in to uh, fill in Jim's shoes, since we had a little bit of a controversy here in the voting, <laughs> and Not Jim, I think you need to come clean with our listeners. There was some ballot stuffing, wasn't there? <laughs> There might have been about four votes that were ballot stuffed because I wanted to see Brave. But it so so here's the thing like <laughs> you're like I want to see Brave with you and I'm like oh I'll see Brave with you again and you came back with <laughs> it's not good enough it's like a, a, you you weren't going to be second best this is true I wasn't or you be didn't second want best. You, you didn't want my second ran uh, yeah Brave I experience. didn't I didn't want your second uh, view or your opinion of it what does it matter. <laughs> We're going to do this, okay? Yes, that's right. We're getting re- <laughs> We pride ourselves on being real in this cast. I talk about how many sheiks I'd fuck. You're going to talk about why. <laughs> right, fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I wanted your real view of it before you had time to think about it and really grasp it and go over it. <laughs> wow. I didn't want Jim's input. Right. Let's be real. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. So, as we do on the others, uh, this is the cast of Brave. We're going to talk about the trailers we saw first. Uh, first up is Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. Uh, real live action. I guess this is based on a popular series of kids' books. It seems like it's aimed at the 9 to 12-year-old audience. I have zero interest in seeing this movie. Yeah, I. Uh, it seemed like essentially fart humor for about yeah. two hours, which... I'll go hang out, you know. God help you parents junior high dance. that are forced into watching that with your kids, but uh, I feel for you. They're re-releasing Finding Nemo. I'm not really impressed with that. We've already seen it. I own it. Yeah. The re-releases are always interesting. I mean, yeah. I guess it's a whole generation of people that haven't seen it before, but whatever. Uh, the first new that I'm actually interested in seeing, Monsters University. It's the Pixar summer movie for 2013. Revisiting the Monsters Universe. University. Uh, yeah, but it's it's going back to that. So it's a prequel. Right, It's right. basically Mike and Sully, the two monsters from Monsters, Inc., mm-hmm. going to the university days. And I thought it looked really funny. Yeah, it looks hilarious. It looks like there's going to be a lot of adult humor. Uh, subtle, obviously, so it's appropriate for children. But it reminded me a lot of uh, the pranks in college, going through college. So right. I was cracking up. Right. So I was reliving the prank wars days. I definitely will probably want to see it. <laughs> uh, Monsters was one of those things where I wasn't really impressed when I first saw it, but now that I've seen it a couple more times and the older I get, the more impressed I am with the movie. Yeah, it's been several years since I've seen it, I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I remember thinking it was funny at the time. That's about all I remember. But so, this preview was hilarious. Uh, let's talk about our, our relationship with Pixar. In my mind, there's only been one bad Pixar movie, and that's Cars 2. Everything else has been solid gold. Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, obviously, they're gold standards. 
Incredibles is one of my favorite movies. I'm not even going to qualify it with the children's movie. Um, I love Ratatouille. love Wall-E. Uh, what about you? How do you feel about Pixar Disney? I love Pixar. I think I'm a little bit pickier about the movies that I go see, especially in the theater than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you also are you saying it. I'm a movie whore? A little bit. Yeah. Let's, okay. keep, let's keep it real. All right. Uh, so I just don't always have the attention span to sit through a movie, but uh-huh. the Pixar movies that I have seen, I have not been disappointed in. Uh, I also think they typically kind of pick at my heartstrings a little bit, yeah. especially, I mean, going back to Finding Nemo. Yeah. Actually, I cried the first time I saw that. Right. Coming deep. So I really, Pixar's, I'll be laughing one minute and kind of serious the next, especially with parents or if there's anything with the child. So mm-hmm. uh, I really respect it. They I'm play same both thing. Ends. I've swallowed huge lumps in a the theater at a Pixar movie before. Yes. I uh. prefer to watch them at home for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep my pride. All right. Moving on to the last preview is all kid oriented and they had I, the new Ice Age, Continental Drift. Uh, only interesting thing is Nicki Minaj plays a woolly <laughs> mammoth. I following in the footsteps of Queen Latifah, I guess. Uh, what, you're a Minaj fan, right? Yeah. I like that she's just crazy she's a crazy bitch and i really appreciate that she uh-huh. kind of keeps it real uh-huh. in that respect uh and i really like her mammoth. more angry stuff i yeah that was the only thing that caught me about this preview the rest of it i was pretty bored with but they said Nicki minaj and drake and i thought hold up wait what, what? so do you think she's gonna call another know. mammoth a stupid hoe <laughs> I would pay to go see that in the theater <laughs> for the one line of calling the man with the stupid hoe or about bees in the track. There were a, there was a scene with bees attacking the woolly mammoth I'm in. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the movie proper, Brave. Um, first of all, as all Pixar movies do, they had a pre-movie, like mm-hmm. a five-minute short to get you in the mood. This was, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's basically a, three generations of moon janitors fair enough yeah, all right that's an appropriate description what did you how, how did you feel like that how did you feel about the movie the pre-movie i loved it mm-hmm. uh and i normally do not like the pre-movies they mm-hmm. kind of just annoy me and that's how i went to go see the movie but it was it uh, it was adorable mm-hmm. it didn't seem like an accurate description but uh, it was really well done yeah, it seems like Pixar, they either go, like, really, really funny, or they go really, really kind of just awe, wonder, and touching, and that's mm-hmm. very much, I mean, there's no word spoken. It's all very much uh, like Charlie Brown, wah, 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 kind of a dialogue, um, but it tells a nice little story and inspires some awe, and it's beautiful, and it was the 3D looked great, and I can't argue with yeah. it. Definitely beautiful. Kind of get that awe-inspired child inside of me. And we did see the 3D version of Brave. And I will say that I thought that the some of the dark portions of the movie, like dark as far as light, not dark as far as tone, uh, were too dark with the sunglasses on. And I don't know if that was a projection problem that we had in the theater or what, but I thought that the darker the movie got in in terms of ambient light, Several times where they're in the forest or they're in a cave or they're in an indoor location, it was just really muddy. Yeah, I felt actually the exact same way. There were a few scenes where she was inside essentially a castle, which is not a spoiler. Uh, and I could <laughs> not really figure out what was going on. I was having a little trouble seeing it. Uh, and I didn't know 
if that was how it was supposed to be or it was projection or what was going on. Right. But that was a that was a little disappointing. Uh, so the I give like a 30 to 60 second synopsis of the movie. This is a movie about a young woman who's a princess in Scotland and her uh, it, it's come to an event where in tradition that the uh, heads of the three there's four clans. Her father is the head of one and who's he's king and the other three clansmen come and they present their firstborn sons and they have a competition for her hand in marriage and she's not thrilled with it. Um, and they establish early on that she's got her own ideas of what she wants to be in life that doesn't include being a lady or very ladylike. She's into archery and riding horses and things like that. And the story is her kind of uh, little mermaidish rebellion against getting married and how that all works out. So we're going to avoid spoilers in this segment of the cast. Scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this movie? I think I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. All right, I'm out there too, and that's grading. I think on a Pixar curve. Yes. Any other, you know, animated movie would be a little bit higher, but mm-hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta save those heights for the the you know stuff like Toy Story too. Um, again, not disappointing, but there was just a, I thought. I think this movie's a hundred minutes long, and I felt like it. And I've, I say this in all the movie cast, but it was a little bit long for me. Yeah, the about halfway, a little after halfway, I got a little restless thinking, all right, let's move it along. Right. Uh, the movie was not what I was expecting either. Uh, I mean, I was expecting kind of like what I talked about in the breakdown, that it was going to be a story about her suitors and some comedy revolving that. But this went, you know, I don't know if this was based on a real Scottish lore or fairy tale or what, but it has a lot more fairy tale aspects to it. Um, you know, there's, there's stuff involving will of the wisps and stuff like that. Again, I don't want to spoil it because it seems like Disney has played it very close to the chest about what all this is, this is about. Um, I thought the animation was gorgeous. Yeah. The animation was phenomenal. The opening scene starts when she's a child, which Mm -hmm. again, I don't really feel like that's too much of a spoiler. And I was just amazed. She's in a forest and I just kept thinking, God, this this is beautiful. There's I a, wish I could be there. Yeah, and there's a lot of sweeping like panorama and 3D looks spectacular of like the Scottish Highlands, right? And you know waterfalls and rocky crags and castles on on mesas and I'm not sure what you call a mesa in Scotland, <laughs> but it is great. And as always, Pixar's their characters like every one of the clansmen is well defined, mm-hmm. and there is just comedic comedic elements for every one of them. Um, the story again, wasn't what I was expecting, but it was certainly emotional. I got choked up at several instances. Um, speaking as a kind of irrepressible redhead yourself, (laughs) how did the movie, did you feel like the movie spoke to you in any particular way? Yeah. Uh, it was reliving my kind of preteen years with my mother. She, you know, has some arguments with her mother and right. dear god if it wasn't just sitting there thinking holy shit mm-hmm. this is i i've I, my mom and i had these exact same uh, fights mm. so yeah i really felt uh just her kind of independent spirit and the way she rebels against essentially what's expected of her as woman in that time i really could identify with that and appreciate it which made me love her more and especially the uh just a strong feminine character from disney uh 
Super I was really impressed by that. Super charismatic too. Yeah, from the first scene, I felt like I was drawn in. I I want to fight for her and what's going right. on her side. I mean, she's very pretty in a, a Disney princess kind of vein, but also she's just super likable. And but there's also like her hair wasn't perfect. Yeah, she had the frizzy, curly red hair. Right. Uh, which which must have taken forever to animate. Like, every single time yeah. she'd throw herself on the bed and slide off, I'm thinking some animator lost several years of his life, exactly. lost hair, and got gray hair to animate all that for us. Yeah, because they did it essentially kind of as you would watch someone mm-hmm. with frizzy, long, curly hair get mm-hmm. on a bed. It's super impressive the way that they did the way they played it out, I was very impressed with that. I remember they've come a long way because I've always I always buy the like super Cadillac version of the Pixar releases. Mm-hmm. They always had the making of, and I remember them agonizing over Mike's fur and like Monsters Inc. and like <laughs> how how hard that was to animate. And here they're doing this with her hair, and it's such a quantum leap above. Um, what about her relationship with her father? I, again, that was something that I really identified with. Mm -hmm. There were a couple scenes where it was kind of creepy almost or (laughs) creepy slash comforted where my dad and I have almost had those exact same scenes. You Mm -hmm. know, her dad was uh, just kind of that funny, supportive guy in her life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that was really cool for me to kind of sit through and identify with that and to see that relationship between her and her father. I think a lot of Disney movies, there's a pretty passive father, I would say, Disney Pixar. Right. Um, kind of followed that line, too. But uh, at the same time, I felt like it was a little bit more dynamic than your typical Disney princess slash uh, controlling and mm-hmm. absent. I don't know how that's possible, but they pull it off every time. I will say that I was expecting more of a father-daughter relationship in the movie, but this movie was almost exclusively about the mother-daughter relationship, which, interestingly enough, when you think of all the Disney movies, it's always the daughter versus the dad. Correct. Like Prince, or, um, you know, The Little Mermaid, very much in that vein. There's been lots of others, but this I've never seen, and again, not being a daughter, <laughs> Uh, with with a mother type relationship, it's felt very genuine. Yeah, and the I, path that they yeah. those characters took throughout the movie felt very very genuine and good too. Yeah, I think it was very typical of what a teen slash preteen girl goes through with her mother into adulthood. Of I hate you, this is unfair, you're a terrible person. To oh, I see what you were doing as you grow up and mature a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was. It's really neat to see, especially in lieu of all the Disney, the major Disney princesses don't even have mothers. Right. They are just not even there. That's so true. Pretty powerful in that respect that Disney actually respected that and pulled it out. I thought it was a good point, too, because I think of, I keep going back to The Little Mermaid, where it's so one-sided, where, you know, her father is just a meanie for not letting her date this human boy and you right. know, go in this whole other world and... You know, things did very dangerous happen to her, and a lot of things he's afraid of ended up coming true. But at the end of the movie, somehow he was the bad guy that came around, and everything worked out fine. I felt this movie had a very much more natural where the mother appreciated the daughter growing up and making her decisions, but also the daughter saw a little bit of the wisdom of her mother and was able to take some of the lessons, you know, and how to handle the world and 
and and they they both came together rather than the mother being the dumb controlling person that just like oh you were so right all along that felt healthier than some of the other <laughs> lessons where the parents are just stupid and they need to get it you know or the girl's an idiot and you know right. in love with a beast or just because she's pretty right uh yeah I, that was really powerful for me i think that's why it got such uh, large ratings for me that it's very applicable to everyday life and they both it life's about realizing who's right not necessarily who's right and who's wrong but sometimes everybody's wrong and everybody comes at a situation with partly being right right uh how would you rate the 3d overall because it's a it's a big upcharge uh there's some movies like prometheus where i argue that you probably should see it in 3d and it takes mm-hmm. a advantage how would you rate this uh on a scale of one to ten maybe like a five out of ten i don't necessarily know that you need to pay to see it in 3d I honest... it was interesting but i don't really feel like it took it brought anything to the story where for instance prometheus you need to see it in 3d mm-hmm. i also thought that you know roger ebert talks about this a lot about how dimming it is but i th- almost think the 2d experience mm-hmm. is going to be brighter more colorful and they don't really use the 3d in a way that makes you appreciate it so i would give it if you got the choice um, and you're worried about it, I would definitely go to 2D over to 3D. I'd give it more of a four. So, yep. um, you know, if if it comes down to the, it works out. Because sometimes that's the other thing is like the movie times. You, know, you show up to the theater and you can see the 410 or the 430. You know, it's it's, it's kind of a toss-up. But I, I would choose the, the 2D over to 3D. Uh, anything else we're going to talk about before we get to the spoiler segment where we actually can talk about a little bit more in-depth in this movie's plot? I don't think so i i do kind of want to reiterate that pixar did pixar did such a great job with the uh, physical definition of the characters but also the emotional kind of depth of each character and even some minor characters that weren't a huge in the plot they really developed in a way that uh, was entertaining as a viewer yes uh for example like uh the one i thought was they had this like fabio looking scotsman <laughs> and then this like Ugh. you know wrote this this very rotund voluptuous woman in waiting i guess you call her mm-hmm. and made i think right made 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 in waiting or whatever and it, they had like an unlikely romance towards the <laughs> just like you know just something that a camera passes over mm-hmm. and throughout the whole movie that's because I think animation movies sometimes fall into the where you've got a couple of the main characters are clearly defined looks, and then everybody in the background looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas, man, they really went for broke on some of these background Scotsmen. They all had mm-hmm. different facial features and kilts. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about digital nudity. We saw bare male ass for the first time in an animated movie. Like, not kid, although there was that, too. There was that, too, yeah. But grown-ass man, they, they, there's a, a particular scene where the, the kilts go askew. And how did you feel? I mean, I don't care. I thought it was great. I loved it. Uh, you know, apart from the fact that I love a good ass on a guy. But, uh, you know, keep it real. I it was perfect for the way that they built it into the story, mm-hmm. the way that it was played out. It was hilarious. It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But they it had a place in the story. It wasn't just entertaining. It wasn't right. just there to be funny. It served a purpose in keeping the storyline uh, just on a 
momentous track, and I really I like the way that they pulled it out. So there you go. Great. Be watch out for cartoon brief cartoon nudity. It earned its PG rate. I think it was <laughs> rated PG. Uh, I think that's all we got for the non-spoiler. We'll uh, have a brief discussion of some other stuff more in-depth after we play the music. Uh, again, I'm not going to p- bother to pitch ads on the bonus content, but if you would like to send us feedback, you can do so at movies at baldmove.com, or you can always get on our Facebook site at uh, facebook.com slash baldmove, or tweet at Jim at baldmove. Uh, thanks for uh, sticking with us through this, and uh, if you'd like to join us in the spoiler section, we'll do that after a brief musical interlude. And if not, I'll see you next time, and I'm Aaron. And I'm not Jim. See you in the spoilers. I present my only son. He took out a whole armada single-handedly. He... With one arm, he was stealing the ship. Oh. We're back for a spoiler discussion. I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit more about the story because I thought it was very surprising. Mm-hmm. The mother gets transformed into a bear. Which I did not see coming. I did not see coming either. <laughs> and that that has a big dilemma for the character because her dad is like known for hunting bears. Like there's stuffed bears all over the damn castle. And he has a recurring... Uh, nemesis with this Mer- Marduk, I believe is his name. Something. This is a giant like that. demon bear that cannot be killed, and he actually tore off his leg in the introductory scene of the movie. Uh, he's so, a Scottish pirate with a peg leg. Yeah, yeah, basically. So he's got this thing with this bear. So as when her mother transforms into a bear in the middle of the castle, they have this like you know really neat, hilarious scene of her coming to grips with that, and then urgently we got to get you out of this castle. <laughs> Before my drunk dad comes in here and, and, and kills you and mounts you, and not in a fun way, but like on the wall. Right. Um, and then they have another equally funny scene where they have to sneak her back into the castle for the, the resolution. Um, <clears throat> so we already talked about the nudity. Where did you think the movie started to kind of drag? It was after the mom was turned into a bear, I think. The fishing sequence? No, I actually like the fishing sequence. Okay. I'm trying to think exactly when it was. But I remember thinking, okay, she's a bear. No matter what. It was after they realized what they had to do. Mm-hmm. That they had to break this bond. or I don't remember the exact prophecy. Uh, and I kept thinking, like, okay, so they're going to sew this tapestry. But realistically, the part of the story is she's a bear. The father's going to have to find out and hunt this bear. Mm-hmm. Can we just get on with it? Right. Uh, and knowing that that was coming, but it took so long for it to happen was right. mildly annoying for me. I also felt like the tapestry was too pat, that there was going to yes. have to be, um, you know, a deeper, that that was the symbolic rent in the, the relationship. But there was going to have to be, 
um, you know, a, a coming to grips with that. And I was actually surprised because I was prepared for it. And I knew it was coming. I was surprised at the emotional impact, yeah, you I know, think. of her like telling her mom she is sorry. And, you know, it was her fault and that she loved her and she's always been for, been, been there for her. Um, even though I don't have, I've got a son and I don't have that mother type relationship, which I actually think is a very different flavor than a father relationship. Yes. Like I wasn't relating to that part. I mean, I was enjoying it for the story, but it wasn't really hitting home particularly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end where they did have that kind of reconciliation, it did, it really got me and it got a few, it got dusty in the bald, in the bald, uh, cave, the uh, viewing headquarters. <laughs> Um, so what did you think about that? I wasn't, I wasn't like on tear watch with you. I I actually got a little emotional, which is odd for me, especially in a movie when her mom, I think it was towards the beginning and her mom and her were screaming at each other in her room about this, um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what the name of it was, but about this tournament mm-hmm. and the men. And that's about the point when I thought, shit my mom and i had the same fight obviously not over my getting married and there being a tournament for my hand in marriage but you didn't get betrothed when you were 14 really (laughs) no yeah we really we really weren't into child marriage where i'm from (laughs) oddly enough uh thank god but yeah i think it's i think it's any i think as any grown woman with a decent relationship with her mother who had a halfway healthy mother can really identify with of there are those she slams the door at one point they're in a fight and she slams the door against her mom and I kind of cringe like oh, I did that and I, and I remember my mom was right and uh, and that was painful and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like I have a friend now who has a four-year-old daughter and they frequently joke we're taking the hinges off the door when she turns 12 because mm-hmm. we're not going to deal with that and the slamming doors and that's coming and that's natural. That's what happens. You mm-hmm. have those emotional, hormonal, all out drag out fights. And even though, you know, she's right, it's what you do to assert your independence. Right. I was joking with you at dinner that you're going to have to start teasing your mom about turning into a bear. <laughs> and, you guys and I'm going to, yeah, yeah. there'll be a text tonight. That needs to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a thing. We're going to make it a thing. Uh huh. Um, what else? I like I said, I don't have a lot of like really spoiler thing that just wouldn't be breaking down. Oh, I did love the three little boys. I did. At first I wasn't too shot up about them. Uh, ginger boys. <laughs> now, now don't get racist. <laughs> I'm not going to get racist. You're a ginger but girl it's, after it's all. Three ginger boys. Uh, you know, which is funny cause the mom doesn't have red hair and I don't. Oh, her does dad. The father? Totally. Okay. So yeah. the father does, but um, so there's three little ginger boys um, who are just like little imps, essentially, throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So I I wasn't loving their role as children until they sneak the bear out of the castle. Right. And I thought that was pretty cool. And all I could think of as they're doing that is, I want to live there. It has all these hidden little passages right. and that aren't really revealed until that point that maybe only these little boys know. And right. I, there was just a seething jealousy in me of... God, I want to live there. I want to have these secret little passages, yeah. and I want to be a kid living in that. It every was little really kid, cool. Every little kid wants like little a hidden passage where they can get away to their own little world. Oh 
Oh yeah. Even uh, as an adult, I want that shit. Yeah, I want right. that my dream house or my you know you my, my future room. castle. I do want a panic room. Let's be real. <laughs> I need a panic room on a daily basis. It can, uh, it better be padded. It, right, right. They better be and not have nice things in it because right. I ruin nice things. Right. <laughs> but no, I that really the, the little boy sneaking the mom out of the castle as a bear won me over with the boys. And then when the the boys turn into three little bears, that's God. What I, I just wanted to hug them and cuddle with them. And that uh, that that won the movie over for me these three little baby bears running around and when they yeah Ugh. i thought it really paid off when they get transformed into babies because then you kind of got they were pretty wordless characters anyway right. and that really paid off and then when they went uh basically uh swan diving into that one previously mentioned maid in waiting's <laughs> cleavage <laughs> To retrieve the key, that was that was awesome, and their reaction to that. <laughs> that was the best scene of the whole movie. Uh, yeah. I, hands down, I couldn't stop laughing. Right. I looked at you, I think, to see your reaction, because it was just so fabulous of, yeah, they just opened her cleavage. Glorious. Thumbs up, Pixar. There was, like, and appropriately so, but this is one of the more adult uh, Pixar movies Mm-hmm. that i've seen i mean I, I think incredibles was very adult as well but i mean as far as tackling again cartoon nudity and again in an innocent way but like diving in between this large woman's boobs <laughs> the fact that she could hide a key in that cleavage is impressive oh she could hide i've done a it lot. i've done i've really? hidden the key when i yeah when i go running i <laughs> if i drive somewhere i don't want to leave my key out is that so where you put your mugger money i'll start getting in there it's right you know whatever <laughs> A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do at the end of the day. Right. But so that was, I was just cracking up that she threw the key in her cleavage. Like, yeah, I've been Mm -hmm. there, done that. Yeah, no one will get this. Right. (laughs) It was just, it was beautiful the way it was played out. I think you're right with the adult themes. There were a couple times during the movie where I thought, I wonder how a kid would, if a kid would like this or be able to Mm -hmm. follow it or really, I think that they would like it because it's a cartoon, but the adult aspect of it really... I felt it really overplayed what I had mm-hmm. to offer for a child. I wonder if, because the other thing I kept on thinking is like Mad Brew taking his daughter to this movie. And I kind of wonder if he's going to be disappointed because mm-hmm. the trailers made it seem like it was more of a father dad experience. And I see, I think he's going to see a lot of his daughter in Maroda. Um, and I just wonder if he'll be a little bit let down the fact that it's more, it's very mother daughter centric. Yeah, I hope he sees his daughter in that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I hope, I, I selfishly, I hope he's raising his daughter to be a very independent, yes. and open-minded, a little outspoken bit. woman. Because <laughs> uh, I appreciate that coming from where I come from. But yeah, I think that uh, a male, especially going to see it with his daughter from the previews, I got that same thing. I really thought it was going to be out, be about the tournament and winning her hand, and the father was more prevalent in the previews. Um, but a, a grown badass. woman, a grown woman with a child going to see this movie, mm-hmm. be forewarned, I think it's really going to rip you up. Mm. And I was thinking about that at the same time, like my friend taking her four year old daughter, which they're, they're planning on going to see it. And like, damn, if she's not prepared for that, it's right. going to rip her up. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, I thought. I thought Marota would be more of a badass than she was. I mean, clearly she was a badass, but that wasn't what the movie was about. She wasn't vanquishing monsters, and it was more about her. Again, it was all about the relationship with her and her, her mom. 
But I think that gave her more power. That's what I loved about her. Well, uh, you think like, oh, she's going to be the badass. She's going to be able to do this physical stuff. And that oh, the sequence where she goes out into the woods and she's shooting the targets. I'm like, God, what a badass. I wish cool. I could be half as badass as her. But then at the same time, she is kind of humbled throughout the process and shows that she has this weak side that still needs her mom. And it mm-hmm. made me like her as an infant, as an infant woman. It made me like her even more. There right. are days when I still need my mom and I need that encouragement. So that made me, that made her even more likable and identifiable to me. I also thought that it was interesting that her mom came from this place where, you know, ladies don't have weapons and all that. And when she got transformed into a bear, even though she's this giant, powerful specimen, she couldn't even, like, catch a fish. <laughs> Whereas Marode is like, you know, hitting with the arrow and she's like, yeah, you want this fish? Well, you know, you ladies shouldn't have weapons and all that. And so it kind of got her mom to appreciate the skills that she had. But then when she had to treat with the warring nations and make that room peace, she really appreciated her mom's deft command of like statesmanship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is what she was trying to get to, across to me during all these things about the way I conduct myself and, you know, choosing the right words and having the perfect thing to say. And she really appreciated her mom's ability, even though she was still a bear at just pantomiming, that she was able <laughs> to guide her through that situation. So, I do think that scene was a little I, – I loved it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Um, but, okay, so realistically, that – uh, that part of me was a little bit grimacing because she kept looking to her mom and kind of stuttering through it. And so realistically, if I'm watching a person give a speech that's looking off to the side at someone else, and immediately where my eyes are going to go. Right. And nobody was even phased by that. Except for so, the one old guy that started poking her. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he may have been my second favorite character, but... That bothered me a little bit. They lost a few points there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's a cartoon. That's not what they were getting at. I understand that. So, And it's super it hard scene. to emote with a bear. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, their animators really do a good job. And the way they expressed her being a human by you could see a little bit of the whites of her eyes. Yes. And then when it, like, went totally dark, that's when she was kind of very similar to in Finding Nemo when uh, Bruce the Shark. Mm-hmm. When he was friendly, Bruce, you could see the whites of his eyes. And when he was like blood crazy, Bruce, it just turned all black. And like just subtle details in animation of eyes is where it's at when you're talking about a non-human character and you're trying to anthropomorphize them. They also did an awesome job with her ears. I don't know if you were paying yes. attention to that. But the way that they did her eyes and her ears, uh, sadly enough, kind of made me it made me flip the switch of watching my dog and how he mm. reacts and emotionally how I can read him. Right. And so I, there were a couple of times where it was her eyes and her ears combined where you knew she was, she was hurt or she was frustrated or she was mad mm-hmm. and that they did a beautiful job with the uh, kind of animal emotions mm-hmm. and how they convey those. Um, agreed. And like I said, I don't know. You, I know you haven't seen Wally, but I was amazed at how much they could get that damn robot and his robot girlfriend to emote with very little. Th- I mean, Wally actually had eyebrows. Oh, wow. But she didn't have nothing but an LCD screen to show an emotion. And just with that and the vocal, the the um, the sound effect works that um, uh, Ben Burt did just completely told the story. So I think we've talked about the movie. It feels like it's been long enough. you have anything else you want to say? I think that's it. 
All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed our twofer podcast for this Friday, and we'll see you next week. Uh, so next week our options are Magic Mike, the stripper tale involving who's your favorite, your current favorite man right now. <laughs> I, he's not my favorite as an actor, but he's gorgeous. What's his name? It's Tatum something. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't. Channing Tatum. Tatum or Chan- Tatum Channing. Whatever. One of the, yeah. I don't do names. The I beautiful do identities. Man. Uh, there's People Like Us, which has Chris Pine, who's Admiral or Captain Kirk from the new Star Trek, and it's some kind of schmaltzy family drama thing. There's Ted about the grown up talking teddy bear with Mark Wahlberg, which has my vote. And then there's Tyler Perry's uh, Madea's Witness Pro- Protection, which. Will very much test my willpower to see the movie if you guys select <laughs> that. So um, hopefully we won't have any more ballot stuffing, and uh, we'll have a nice I clean. Nothing. We'll have a nice clean voting for next week. And until then, uh, uh, I'm your host Jim. Or pff, Jesus Christ, I'm your host Aaron, and I'm not Jim. See you next week. <laughs>